0: experience all new connections with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com did you miss your deadline to renew your medicaid coverage you can still send your completed annual review form to healthy connections medicaid you may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed medicaid eligibility it's your family it's your choice first choice is the right choice renew and choose us visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more
1: Good afternoon or good evening, whenever or wherever you're listening to or watching us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Hopping in the into the Millennium Falcon to begin our training on Octo and maybe some drink, drink a little bit of blue milk along the way is our hidden Palpatine himself, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are we doing today, bud?
2: Pretty good. Nice little Wednesday. Uh, it's not cold. It's not hot. We, we're we going to experience all four seasons today. So allergies are a bit rough, but other than that, you know, it's a nice little slate. I'm excited to win some money. Hopefully you guys come along for the winning ride and let's do it.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it is that time of year where like in this area, like, you know, Northeast uh, America or Eastern Canada, where you can wake up and it's snowing and then it's sunny and, you know, uh, above freezing by the afternoon and then it's back and s- raining around supper and then snowing at night. It's just, that's just the time of year it is. And it, but it is a great time of year to be a sports fan. I mean, we just finished the NCAA tournament, NHL, NBA and MLB all going on and PGA. Uh, the master's starts tomorrow. So you know, weather, weather aside right now, uh, not a bad time to be a sports fan.
2: Yeah. Lots going on. And maybe that's why I'm so tired. Cause I'm trying to do baseball and hockey at the same time, working some masters and just my brain is just, it's like scrambled eggs. So maybe I should just concentrate on some hockey for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You,
1: you know, just use the optimizer and the tools yeah. over at Osmo.com to help you yeah. out. You take, take the thinking, uh, out of, uh, your DFS. Um, Let's talk about some DFS. There was a big slate uh, last night. Uh, Something happened that has happened with more and more frequency over the last month or so. And that was the New York Rangers just absolutely laying waste to an opponent. They put up an eight spot last night on the second line. I I, I say the second line had a great night, but (laughs) a lot of players had a great night. Our Timmy Panarin had four points. I think Adam Fox had three. Uh, Ryan Strom, goal and assist Colin Blackwell had a goal. Um, Really, really good night Uh, if you had Rangers last night. Did you have some Rangers, Josh?
2: I did have Panarin and Truba. Truba had two assists. Panarin had a three-point night. I wanted to uh, play Capo Caco with them. I know he's not on the second line anymore. He had a good game. And I love when Caco has a good game, makes the Islanders fans squirm. So you love to see it. Lafreniere scored. The kids are scoring. You know, they can't finish their dinner defensively. But, you know, that's they're a fun team and – I did have some Rangers, but I had the Sharks with them, and <laughs> uh, I went to bed early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah, if you had Sharks last night, you definitely got short. Um,
1: I got bolted by the bolts. You um, and his Corpus had arguably his best uh, game of the season, to, to saving 36 of 38 against Tampa Bay. Um, the Jackets, like up and down team, Jack Rozovic had a pair of points yesterday. Max Domi had a pair of points yesterday. You know, they're not really that far out of a playoff spot. I was looking earlier. They're only five points out right now. Like, does, is is there enough here in Columbus for this team to make a playoff run? Or is this team good enough? Have you seen enough out of them over the last couple of weeks that you think they can make a playoff run? Or is it just too late in the season now?
2: I mean, they probably could. I mean, they need to have a little bit more consistency with their lines. They need line A to start doing some stuff. But who knows with Torts, he gets the most out of them or he gets none out of them, and then he benches them. But... Really, he needs a Lining to get going, especially on the power play, because he's their best scorer. How, how often are you going to rely on Jack Rossovic to have multi-point games to take you home? So, like, they need production up and down the lineup. You never know. They can start playing good. They're not a great team for DFS, and they never will be unless, you know, Torts magically unblast Hills himself and becomes consistent with the lines.
1: Yeah, um, something I noticed about Patrick Laine when I was writing about something for Dogger Hockey, um, I don't know if it's still true today, but as of yesterday, he was last, dead last in the league amongst all forwards and individual expected goals per 60 minutes. Uh, He was never a guy to have a high IXG, uh, but being last, certainly not where you want to be if you're supposed to be one of the best goal scorers in the Uh,
2: league. Igor uh, Shosturkin has a higher ixg than than line <laughs> with that shot on goal yesterday yeah, yeah igor and got us a shot on goal yesterday
1: <laughs> firing it from his end down to the goalie uh, at the other end we'll take those fantasy points <laughs> uh any way we can get them that's for sure um good if you won last night uh good on you let's hope we can keep that train rolling uh here tonight uh into this game uh if you're not able to watch these shows, because we have a lot of shows going on uh, every day now. We have MLB, M- uh, NBA, we have NHL, PGA, MMA, all the good stuff. If you're not able to watch all these shows here on YouTube, almost all of our Awesome YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. Network. We've got a podcast for every sport and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to osmocom slash podcast to check out the latest just leave a five-star review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle or email address, and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. One winner will be awarded every Friday, and reviews will be eligible to win for up to one year. So just get those five-star reviews in for our podcast, and you can win uh, even next March or next April. Good luck. Uh, and while you're here, if you could, throw us a like and a subscribe, especially uh, if you could subscribe to this channel. Like I said, we have lots of of great content coming out uh, daily, hourly, uh, here at Osmo.com. And it really helps us grow this channel, uh, keeps these shows coming. So if you could, throw us a subscribe while you're here and click the notification button if you want to find out uh, whenever we are going on the air. All right. Uh, We have a slate tonight, but before we get to the late slate, we have a little showdown slate uh, starting earlier. We have uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, going into Ottawa to face the Ottawa Senators. The Oilers look like they're starting Miko Koskinen. The Senators are starting Marcus Hogberg. Um, not going to uh, get too, too in depth here. I don't think I'm going to be playing this slate. I don't know if you are or not, Josh, but um, what are your general thoughts? Uh, just your general thoughts on showdown slates first, and then what do you think of this game in particular second?
2: Yeah, so I played a lot of showdown in the playoffs, uh, and it's a little bit different because it's playoff hockey. But um, let's say like this, right? You have McDavid uh, and he's obviously the stud player and people are just going to jam him in at captain and just kind of punt elsewhere. But if you, if you want to fit in some like actual hockey players and you don't have to put in like Gaten Haas with them, you want to, you know, just put uh, McDavid in utility and you can, you know, something I like to do was put my favorite shot blocking defenseman, in the captain spot. Cause they're usually super cheap and you hope they get the bonus so that you get the 1.5 X on the captain and then because they're so cheap, it allows you to get in maybe parts of the power play. If you like, you know, like a, a an Oilers onslaught, like you can get in McDavid with Hopkins with Nugent Hopkins and maybe Barry something like that. So if, if you want to correlate those expensive players, you really got to punt uh, with somebody in the captain spot, maybe like a Nikita Zaitsev type of player, uh, especially if you like the Edmonton onslaught, Zaitsev is probably going to be busy with the block shots. So you don't always have to correlate your captain with the team you're onslaughting. Um, but yeah, honestly, like this, if I if I think Edmonton's going to onslaught, like I'll use a Zaitsev or a Zub, and then I'll probably have a, a one off guy on the sends. But the other three, I'll try to correlate a line in just on a, uh, on the Edmonton side to try to get the full correlation.
1: Yeah, um, just in general for Showdown, one piece of advice I usually give to people is try to envision one path that you think this game is going to go. Like, try to play the game out in your head. Like, what is the game script going to be in this game? Like, do you think? The Oilers are going to get up to a three or four nothing lead and then kind of sit back. Well, if that's the case, then you might want to stack some Oilers with Miko Koskinen because if they sit back, Miko Koskinen is probably going to see a ton of shot volume, right? So if you think that's going to be the case, uh, then you stack your Oilers with Miko Koskinen. Um, if you think this is just going to be a big blowout game, like some sort of six four game or something like that, then you stack, you know, three players on each side. Um, if you think this could be a close 2 one, you know, tight checking game or something like that, then uh, maybe you use both goalies and, you know, a couple defensemen along with a couple forwards or something like that, or, you know, two goalies with three defensemen or, or something along those lines. Um, I just that's kind of the way I've always played showdown and that way, it's it's really an all or nothing, right? Like, if you get the game script right, um, you're probably going to do well. If you get the game script wrong, you're probably going to get smashed, and you can shut the game off. So, that's the way I've always uh, played Showdown, and that's kind of that would be the piece of advice I would give uh, just in general uh, in this game. I like Edmund. Ottawa, like we talked about it before the show, Ottawa is the only team in, in the NHL this year to not have been shut out, which is crazy when you think about who Ottawa is. I guess it's not that crazy when you consider that the, you know, they're playing Vancouver, they're playing Edmonton, they're playing Cal. They're, they're not playing elite teams all the time. But um, yeah, Ottawa has scored at least one goal in every game this season. So maybe you might want to get at least one Ottawa senator uh, in your lineup. I don't know how you feel on on, on double goalies on a double goalie slate. Like I, I play double goalies frequent, like not frequently, but often enough in showdown, do you captain one and not the other? Or do you just put both in the utility and hope like you can get the one guy who scores two goals or something like that as your captain?
2: Depends on, I I don't want to say I rely on the Vegas lines because that's not true, but if it's like a five and a half over under, and one of the teams is heavily favored, I'll probably put the heavy favor goalie in the captain and and if I expect it to be low scoring, I'll have him in utility. But um, as, if if there's a let's use the Stars Lightning Stanley Cup Final for for instance, like I always loved uh, oh, man the big rig Jamie Alexiak right. He was always min price, so I always put him in the captain spot because I'm only putting a little bit of money there, and I put both goalies in the utility and allowed me to you know actually get skaters in there where I didn't have to punt and. You know, if, if it, it's all about, you know, sour builds, if you're comfortable with the goalie in the captain spot and you, you're okay with your lineup, it's all about line of construction, game flow, right? If you think it's going to be low scoring, it makes sense to captain one. If you think it's going to be a heavy back and forth game, then either you put them in utility or you don't at all. But it really, if, if what I like to do, if it is a low total and there is a wide line, then yeah, I probably put the favorite goalie in the, in the captain spot or even if the line's closer. Yeah. Maybe I'll put the underdog, the cheaper underdog in there just because you might see the volume.
1: All right. I like that. Good thoughts uh, on showdown. Good luck to anybody that's out there playing showdown. Uh, we're probably going to, like I, I said, uh, maybe a week or so ago, we're going to get more of these slates uh, where you have a full slate at night on a Wednesday or Thursday and then an early showdown. Cause there are a lot of makeup games. So uh probably best to get used to playing showdown because there are going to be a lot of these during the week uh from now on but we do have a main slate tonight so uh before we get to that main slate we have uh, a question in chat a super chat from Clayton thanks Clayton always good to see you he says with two teams having the highest percentage in top stacks what is your preferred way to differentiate without fading them like I know something you talk about a lot is one way to differentiate is to play the full stack. Um, you talk about that with like Boston one in particular, because they're always so expensive that people sometimes, you know, the leave off Marchand or the leave off Bergeron or something like that. Uh, something you bring up is uh, to play all three players is on an expensive line is one way to differentiate. What are other ways to differentiate besides, you know, stacking a full 24 K line or something like that?
2: Yeah. Like I'll use Toronto for example, tonight. I don't know if I haven't seen the, the top stacks tool yet, but I'd imagine Toronto's up there. It is a short slate. So one thing that I would do, um, maybe I'll do Matthews Marner and leave off Hyman, but I'll add in Tavares, you know, do like a two C one wing because people don't like playing double centers on the same team for whatever reason. I think you can, um, you can do it that way, or you can even use depth lines in a in a popular game. So, like if if the Matthews line is going to be thirty five percent, but the total's so high that you really want a piece of that game, you you start going down the lineup and using maybe a, a third line that you like in that game, or pieces from the third line, just because um, most of the ownership is going to be concentrated on those top lines, but the total's so high that you know you can use maybe like a Simmons because he's on the top power play or like a Thornton, just an example. Like, I don't think I play Thornton, but like, it's just an example, just guys down the lineup who see some power play time just because it's a high total. Uh, there's a lot of ownership on the game, but there's not going to be much ownership on these, these third and fourth or the third liners.
1: Yeah. I think that's uh, one way to definitely differentiate is make sure you get some of the depth players uh, in there. Um, I think another way is, one, you don't leave off third wheels. So, if you're going to play, like, Toronto 2 tonight, like, leave Galchenyuk on there. Um, That's one way I would differentiate – Another way I would differentiate is leaving some salary, especially on smaller slates like this on three and four game slates. Like most of the time you generally don't want to leave more than a few hundred dollars in salary. But if you want to leave like 800 or a thousand dollars on a slate like this tonight, especially where like, if you're not playing a super expensive Colorado or super expensive Toronto, like if you're playing like, you know, Toronto two with an Arizona line or something like that, like if you want to leave a thousand dollars, you know, in salary, um because so you can get to a different goalie or a different defenseman um I have no problem doing that either so I like the point you made about double centers I think that's probably the best way to go about it that's one thing I like often doing is doing double centers because you're right people just don't like doing it um because it you it kind of forces your hand at utility you almost always will have to have another winger there so you can kind of Um, you can kind of really get different once you put your double centers in because so few people actually do it. I do like that. Thanks for the super chat, Clayton. Uh, Really good question there. Let's get to the slate. Uh, We do have a four-game main slate to talk about. The first game we'll talk about is the Montreal Canadiens with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Toronto with a 3.3 implied goal total. Um, It looks like Jake Allen's going to be starting, and he's probably going to be starting for the – at least the near term, uh, with Carey Price uh, looking like he's a little dinged up, uh, Jack Campbell not officially confirmed, but Frederick Anderson's not skating, and I doubt they turn to Michael Hutchinson. So I think it'll be Jack Campbell again. So Allen versus Campbell in net. Uh, first game on that locks on the slate, seven thirty Eastern. What do you like here, Josh?
2: So I want to talk about Joe Thornton. For I'm just kidding, Saul. We won't have to talk about Joe Thornton. But um, yeah, so Brandon Gallagher's out. So I'm not really sure what the matchups are going to be in this game. I'm not really sure the matchups matter in this game. I would imagine the Matthews line is going to go out against Suzuki or, or the stall line. Uh, I'm not sure it matters. Uh, because one, the Matthews line is really good. And the Tavares line has been playing much better since Scott Chaniak moved up there. So, uh, on the Toronto side, I really like these top two lines, but what I really like the most is the power play. I think, you know, with Tavares being on the top power play now, uh, it really, uh, it's, it's weird because he's only $200 more than Hyman, and, and he's going to be less owned than Hyman. If you put in a stack like like we were just talking about, Matthews, Tavares, Marner, you use the 2C, you get full correlation on power play one. Um, it's only $200 more than putting in Hyman, and this is a really good power play spot. Not only do the do the uh, Canadians take a lot of penalties, their penalty kill isn't very good. So I think where you can really exploit the Canadians here and be a bit different is to use some type of power play stack a Matthews Marner Tavares a Matthews Marner Simmons, something like that. Just mix and match some power play guys. I don't think there's, I I won't stop you from stacking the top line or the second line, but on a short slate like this, I think uh, a way to get different is differentiate yourself with a power play stack. Um, You don't have to throw in Riley. He's under 5,000. Now he hasn't been great. I understand like, the fear of leaving Riley off a power play stack at that price and him going off, but I don't think he's truly necessary. I will say on short slates, you do have to get the defenseman, right? So if he goes off and you don't have him, it's going to be a problem. But um, I think the power play stack is the way to go. I like the top line. I do like that second line. And like we were talking about before, if you're going to full stack, if you're going to use the second line, use Galchenyuk. I know he's not on the power play, but it's going to get you a little bit of different build. Um, And if you... Want to use someone in the bottom bottom six, that's fine. I think you can in, in, include Simmons just because he's on the top power play, but I, I would at least pair him with another power play guy. I just wouldn't want off Simmons. I'd have him in with a with a devaris or have him in with a Marner or Matthew, something like that. And then on the Canadian side, um without Gallagher, I think where I would concentrate is that stall to fully drew line. And I know it's not a great matchup, but they fully correlate on power play one. They're not overly expensive. I think um, if you want one off to Foley, that's fine. It's expensive. If you want to do a two man stall, Drew N, that's fine. Stall to Foley, something like that. If you don't want a full stack, if you want to use the Suzuki Anderson Perry line, I think that's perfectly fine. And like we said, to differentiate, I think you keep Perry on that stack, uh, it'll get you into a lower owned build. And then that third line, if you want to take pieces, I think that's fine. It just um, it was weird because I know. I know Gallagher got hurt and the minutes were a bit funky, but deno played so many more minutes than Tatar did. So the minutes are a bit wonky with Cocktenyamy there. If you want to take a Cocktenyamy or a Tatar or two men for a little power play correlation, that's fine. But I think really this game is more on the Leafs side for me, especially that power play, because this is a great power play spot.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned the Leafs power play here because it- – Like it's one of those frustrating things about the Leafs, right? Like they have so much talent that you think that they should just be blowing the doors off all the time, but they're not really doing that. But the interesting thing about the Toronto power play this year is that it's actually been a lot better with Wayne Simmons than without him. Like if you look at the numbers with them, it's about two more goals per 60 minutes and two more goal expected goals per 60 minutes with Wayne Simmons, than without him. Now why that would be the case. I don't really know. Like, obviously his role is kind of that net front presence creating a disturbance. So maybe it helps them open up passing lanes that they wouldn't be able to open up. uh, Otherwise, Um, whatever it is, it seems like he's definitely helping them uh, to a degree. And it's not, like I said, it's not just expected goals. They're actually scoring more goals with him on the power play. So, I'm kind of with you that if I want to go to Toronto here tonight, and we do have them as popular. Um, you mentioned off the top uh, our top stacks tool. Uh, we have them as the highest owned night, uh, highest owned line on the night at nearly twenty seven percent as a trio uh, for Toronto one. So if you do use them, you're going to have to get different. You're going to have to include uh, a Tavares, you know, for double center. You're going to have to include a Simmons. You're going to have to, you know, go four man, go five man, something like that. Um, If you just use Toronto one, you're really running a risk of being duped. So I'm with you that if we're running uh, Toronto here, if I'm running an even strength line, it'd be Toronto two, but I'm more interested in power play stacking the Toronto uh, top line uh, in this matchup Uh, on the Montreal side. I just don't have a lot of interest. Like if you look at Montreal one without Brendan Gallagher over the last few years, because there has been times where he's missed games for broken hands. Like this has been a recurring problem for him. So they actually do have 300 minutes without him and their goal scoring goes down by about 40%. Their expected goals for goes down by about half a goal per 60 and their expected goal share goes down 8%. Like they're, they're considerably worse without Brendan Gallagher. And that's not a shock. Like he's legitimately a first line right winger. They get cock there and he's good, but he's no nothing close to Gallagher. So like, I don't really have a ton of interest in that line. So, I would have to probably go to one of the other two lines. I Like Suzuki Anderson uh, is is always a line, is always a duo that's in play for me. Uh, they, you know, went through a little bit of a tough stretch earlier in March, but it seems like they were coming around. So Suzuki and Anderson for me from Montreal, Toronto PP1 on the Leaf side. Uh, blue liners here, I think I'd just be correlating. I'm not really super high on anybody on defense here.
2: Yeah, I don't really like many defensemen in this game. I get if you want to put in Morgan Riley because his price has come down, but it, I don't. He, he really hasn't been doing much. Uh, if this was a bigger slate, I think I'd like Muzzin a lot more. But his ownership is a bit worrisome right now, not being on that top power play. I think he's a fine one-off if you, if you want to one-off him, but he's kind of in no man's land on that price. Um, on the Montreal side, there's not really much that I like.
1: Like, yeah, there's just not a whole – I guess, like, Brett Kulak might be fine if you need a stone punt. Uh, Jake Muzzin, like you said, kind of in no man's land. But he's that guy, like, I like that price in no man's land, right? Because that keeps people off of him. So, don't mind Muzzin as a one-off. Goalies here, I'm not really in on either goalie. Um, Both teams are pretty good defensively. Um, Maybe you see something else here.
2: I mean, I like Campbell, but at that price and with Gallagher out, I kind of worry about shot volume a little bit. Uh, If he was like 7,700, I probably have. But spending over 8,000 for Campbell in this spot in GPPs is a bit worrisome because I don't think his ceiling is really high unless he gets a shutout.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm not super high on Campbell. I'm not really high on Allen in this matchup either. Kind of out um, on both goalies. Uh, We have a giveaway because we're always giving away stuff here at Osmo. It seems like it's a daily thing. We're just giving stuff away. But if you check out the pinned tweet on Twitter at our main account, Osmo underscore com, you have a chance to win a free year of Osmo Plus in our Masters giveaway. It's a $1,000 value. All you have to do is predict the winner of the Masters and you can win. That's it. It's that easy. Uh, If you want an even better chance to claim a a year of Osmo Plus, head to our Osmo underscore com Instagram to enter our master's giveaway over there. So a uh, free year of Osmo plus in our master's giveaway. just check out the pin tweet on Twitter at Osmo underscore com, or head to un- Osmo underscore com on Instagram to check out our master's giveaway over there as well. Masters tomorrow, uh, chance to win a-, a free Osmo plus platinum, just a great time of year right now. Uh, moving to our next game, Vegas, we have a three implied gold total for the golden Knights going into St. Louis, the, Blues have a 2.6 implied gold total. Uh, Jordan Bennington expected to start for the Blues. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, I guess you could kind of pencil him in uh, right now for Vegas uh, in goal, but him, him and Leonard are the same price on DraftKings, so as long as you're around for the swap, it doesn't really matter uh, who starts in that game. Um, <laughs> Vegas, I think it was 6-1 the last time these two teams played, and St. Louis just really hasn't looked good, so uh, – Maybe you have uh, something different here to say, but for me, I think this might be all about one team.
2: Yeah. And what the Barube said, like Hoffman's game time decision, Pareco skated, but I don't know if he's Yeah, that's,
1: Yeah. That's one thing I should, I should, uh, thanks for mentioning that, because uh, I probably should have mentioned that. Um, they said that there's going to be a bunch of uh, game time decisions. Mike Hoffman skated with the scratches after the morning skate today, and Colton Pareco left the ice early. Uh, from the morning skate and it's worth noting that i saw a tweet the day that he returned what was it like sunday or what monday or whatever it was he still hadn't taken a slap shot uh in practice that's kind of where that seems to be where he's at physically that he can't take a slap shot and he can't go through a full practice so even if he plays not sure what kind of shape he's in but anyways go ahead
2: yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's out. And with Hoffman out, you don't know what the lines are going to be. There's more game time decisions, Barube insinuated. So it's just kind of tough because it's not an early game. It's a 9 p.m. Eastern lock. Um, the Blues haven't been great anyway. I guess the pairs you can assume are going to be together, O'Reilly and Perron, that's about it because Tarasenko was up and down the lineup the last game. So really this is a tough tough slate to you know put in Blues if you want to put in O'Reilly. Sure, I guess. Uh, But really, I'm off the Blues unless we get some confirmation before lock, uh, which I doubt we'll get. So really, this game is about uh, Vegas for me. Uh, It is in St. Louis, so I'd imagine the O'Reilly Perron line is going to get the Glass Stone Pachuretti line. Doesn't really scare me too much. The the pace of play for O'Reilly Perron kind of worries me a little bit, but Stone and Pachuretti are on the top power play. Uh, Bennington hasn't been great. The Blues haven't been great. The Penalty Kill hasn't been great. So I think you can use that top line, especially uh, Patriot and Stone, pair them with Petrangelo.
0: Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com/renew to learn more.
1: Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung more wow than ever. If
2: you want to put in glass, if you want a full stack, I think that'll put you on a different build because he'll be way lower on than the other two. You want to use that second line, I think that's perfectly fine They avoid uh, O'Reilly Perron. And once you start avoiding them, defensively it gets way worse, especially if Pareco's still out. You know, you avoid the group fault pairing. If that's anything to be scared about defensively, it's really not. So I like the second line too, uh, Mar- uh, Martinsal Carlson on the top power play rally Smith still 3600 on the secondary power play there's a lot to like there I think they will be one of the more popular filler stacks which is fine you just have to be aware of what you're doing if you want to one off a tuck I think that's fine do like a Smith tuck Theodore you want to you know or a, a Smith tuck Martinez Theodore for uh, a weird four-man power play too I think that's a, a way to get different um, I think another way to get different is to you know if you are using like a Patrick and stone, don't use Patrick because use a, use a Alec Martinez or use a Theodore because they'll play with them five on five and they'll be lower on the Patrick because he's on the top power play. But really this is about Vegas. Uh, I like all the, I like Martinez. I like Theodore. I like Petrangelo, I even like Brady McNabb as a punt and I like the top six and Tuck. So there's a lot of ways to mix and match to get your Vegas a little bit different.
1: Yeah, that's the nice thing about this game is you're right that uh, Vegas two does look like they're going to carry some ownership. We have them at around 15% right now, which honestly like on a four-game slate, a 15% line really isn't that bad. Um, it's a little high, but it's not terrible. Um, you're right about St. Louis not looking very good. I just, I looked at their numbers since James Schwartz came back and they've had nine games with Schwartz and Tereschenko in the lineup. And those nine games 29th by expected goals, four per 60, 22nd by expected goals against 30th by expected goal share last by goals, last in the NHL over the last nine games by actual goals, four per 60 minutes at five on five, 25th by goals against last in actual goal share. They've legitimately been the worst team in hockey uh, since Schwartz and Tereseco returned by uh, goal differential. So like, what do you do here? Um, Vegas, Here's the thing, like, if you're playing on a slate like this and you're only playing one or two or three lines or something like that, like, you obviously, you need to chop lines. And, like, I think you and I would both be in agreement that you probably want to get some Vegas um, if you're playing one or two lines here tonight. Um, Vegas won with Cody Glass on their line this year. 1.4 expected goals, 4 per 60, 1.6 expected goals against. Those are just bad numbers. Without him, those go up to 2.6, 1.9, 57% expected goal shares. So, and th- that's something that goes back to last year. They weren't good with Cody Glass as their center last year, and they haven't been good with Cody Glass as their center this year. So, if you're looking for a reason to say that you don't want to play Vegas one and you want to play Vegas two instead, even though they'll be chalky, it's because I like Cody Glass probably isn't good enough to play on that line, at least not right now. So, like, I'm fine like if you're in a three max saying, I'm not going to play Vegas one, I'm just going to play Vegas two. I think, um, you know, one, they, like you said, they get away from that Ryan O'Reilly matchup. And the other is Cody glass just hasn't been that good for them uh, on that line. Then like on that. So that's where I'm going to go on the Vegas side. I'm going to be on Vegas two, Um, where they do have, like you said, you can put them with Martinez Or you can mix in like Mark Stone, uh, like a one off Mark Stone for additional power play exposure or something like that if you want. Like there are ways to get different with Vegas, too, other than just playing like the three man as a line or something like that. So I'm not super concerned about that. On the St. Louis side, you know, we talked about how much uh, how many changes there could be coming for the team. I just want to mention the lines that they did run in the third period of their last game. It was Shen Schwartz Tarasenko. Ryan O'Reilly Perron with Ivan Barbashev and then Cairo, Robert Thomas and Mike Hoffman. But like we said, Mike Hoffman was skating the scratches, so he may not even be in the lineup tonight. Um, I think if you're going to play anything, you would just uh, play like a two man, like O'Reilly Perron or something like that. Um, I think you can rely on those two to probably stay together. Uh And at the very least, they'll be on the power play together. But I just find it very hard to play St. Louis tonight. So it's going to be Vegas 2 for me. On the blue line, you know, we talked about Colton Pareko. I think it's pretty safe to say he's a non-play for us. Uh, Vinny Dunn still running PP2? Are we uh, running it back with Vinny Dunn, or are we just out on the blues?
2: Yeah, I mean, 3,900 is a – I don't know. Like, who is even on power play 2 if Hoffman's out? Like, yeah, maybe – maybe what it's like Thomas and Sanford, like there's nothing really there that you want to pair them with. And Vinny Dunn at 3,900, if you want to one off him, I guess it's okay. But like, I liked him when he was down around 32, like 3,100, something like that. I I think I'm just going to be out on the blues tonight. And I will say if it is Barbashev with O'Reilly and Perron, like Barbashev isn't very good defensively. So that really – he, he's not one of those like line A types where he completely drags down the line, but he definitely doesn't do anything positively defensively for them. Yeah.
1: He, I don't know. They seem to love that guy, and I don't get it. Um, he reminds me of like they they like Jacob Delarose for the same reason. I just don't get it. But, anyways, they're the coaches, and I'm not. Uh, in net, like I said, Jordan Bennington likely to start 7,600. Uh, Flurry Leonard, at the same price on DK at 7,900. Any interest on either side here?
2: I'm assuming they gave Huso back-to-back to, back to give Bennington a little mental breather, but you know he's kind of in a wait-and-see pattern because I don't think he's very good. I like the Vegas goalies tonight, especially with the mess, all these game-time decisions for, for St. Louis.
1: Yeah, and like I said, where the same price, all you have to do is be around for lock. You don't really have to be too concerned about that swap. Uh, MLB opening day was last week. Uh, it's been I love having baseball back. And it's just so nice to actually uh, fall asleep with those late games on at night now. Uh, And we have a deal uh, for the opening uh, of the MLB season. Get your first nine days of Osmo plus MLB for only $9. When you use their promo code starting nine, that's starting nine with the numeral nine. It gives you access to everything we have to offer for MLB DFS, including player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, lineup builder, and our premium Slack channel. Uh, this valid is, uh, uh, this offer is valid through April 9th. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus MLB today. I uh, notice a lot of our, a lot of the guys in our Slack chat uh, talk baseball all day. So even if you don't, uh, if you aren't super into baseball and you don't want to, you know, necessarily feel like uh, you want to look, Uh, Dom asking questions. Uh, People are pretty good about answering questions for different sports, uh, even if you're just sitting in our NHL Slack. And the Slack is always something uh, people tell us about. Uh, They really enjoy our premium Slack channels. You know, the player projections and all that are nice. Uh, You know, the top stacks, lineup builder, those are all great tools and we use them every day. But it's the Slack channels that I think really makes the difference, especially for NHL, because we get a lot of late lineup news, especially this season. And our users seem to really... Enjoy our premium slack. So uh, if you want to see what that's all about, Osmo plus MLB for only $9 for nine days with the promo code starting nine. Uh, and the masters, those start tomorrow. We talked about that earlier. God, I love this time of year. The masters starts on Thursday and we have a PGA deal just for you. Buy your first month of Osmo plus golf and get one free with the promo code Dustin. That's 60 days of Osmo plus golf for just 29 95 and that includes our projections our ownership projections our top golfers tool our lineup builder and a whole lot more uh it's worth noting that if you get this it will also cover the pga championship in may so you're getting two full majors uh with this deal this offer is valid through sunday april 11th stop guessing start winning join osmo plus today if you're not big in on golf the majors are where you want to play because that's where uh, all the big prize pools are. That's where all the casuals like us will go and play. Uh, so if you want to get into golf and you, but you don't want to spend a ton of money and you want to have uh, some time to settle in and really figure out what you're doing, you can get uh, 60 days of Osmo plus golf for only twenty nine ninety five using the promo code Dustin. And I want to remind what's that. That's a great deal. I mean, it is a great deal. I mean, the starting nine for $9, I think, is, is a great deal. Because, you know, if you don't want to play MLB after that, all you're out is basically a couple uh, cups of coffee from Starbucks. That's basically it. So, uh, yeah, the starting nine promo, especially, I think, is a great deal over here. And to remind everybody that today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all your shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold them based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code Osmo50 for a $50 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for our Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Osmo50 for a $50 bonus over at our show sponsor, Jock Market. Um, Our promos, all all available at Osmo.com slash promos, I believe. So uh, if you ever want to see whatever we have on the site, just head over there. Uh, Starting nine for MLB and promo code Dustin for Osmo Plus Golf. All right, we've got a couple more games to get to, so let's get to those games. The first one we're going to get to is the Colorado Avalanche with a 3.2 implied goal total going into Minnesota. Uh, The Minnesota Wild have a 2.4 implied goal total. Uh, Your goaltenders are expected to be Philip Grubauer for the Avs going up against Cam Talbot from the Wild. Uh, Minnesota is bringing back Zach Parisi and Matt Zuccarello into the lineup tonight. But all they would say was that the Erickson-Greenway-Kaprazov um, line would stay together, so we don't really know what the other three lines are going to look like. Saying all that, what do you like in this one, Josh?
2: Uh, I like Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> El Yeah. And that's my analysis. No, I mean, like, obviously – so I talked about it the other game. I was a little bit weary on a big slate using, you know – the top Colorado line against the Eriksson at Greenway off line, because, well, it's not Marcus Felino. If it was Eriksson Felino, Foligno Greenway, then yeah, I'd have a lot more reservations, but with off, there, he's not very good defensively. Um, I think there is merit to using them and they were, they were projected at like 4% that slate. Now they're still, you know, their projections are still a bit in check. Like you see McKinnon up around 17 the other guys around eleven. I think you know that's a, if that's what it's going to be on a four game slate. I really like Colorado one tonight. Obviously, as with the Avs are if you if you have our ownership projections, you always notice that you know Colorado does creep up throughout the day. The more runs, uh, the more we talk about it, the higher their ownership does get. But it's not gonna it's not gonna be anything crazy. I think Toronto is going to be way higher owned just because, like we do talk about. Eriksen Eck is very good defensively, but it is Capper's off there. So I think there is obvious merit going to this top line tonight. They're fully correlated on the power play. Um, I like the second line. The, I, I would assume maybe Parise slots in with Fiala and Rask. I'm just making that assumption. Um, either way, if they get that line or they get the Hartman line, I think that is a good matchup for uh, Colorado, too, they fully co- correlate on the po- second power play, which doesn't mean much for the abs. The abs kind of run their top unit for a good portion of the two minutes, um, but they have been very good five-on-five. Five. Their ownership is way lower than the top line, so I think you can go to them. I even think you can go to the third line. Don Skoy is on the top power play. Valerie Shushkin having a very good season. Uh, he's still 3,300. He doesn't get power play time, but I think you can definitely – do like a two man Nishushkin, Donskoy for 8,000. If you're trying to get in like a Toronto power play, I think that's a solid duo there. If you want to use Yost over Nishushkin, sure. But I think my favorite two guys off that line, Nishushkin and Donskoy. And then like we talked about with the super chat from Clayton, one of the things you can do is if you want to get a bit different with Colorado one, put them in with a Taze or a Gerrard over McCarr. uh, And that might put you on a, a bit different path Obviously, they make the most sense with the power play correlation from the car, McCarr. But if you want to save the $700 and put in Taze, who does see a little bit of power play one time and plays with them five on five, I think that is a route to go as well. On the Minnesota side, it's tough for me to full stack anybody against the Avs. Um, really, uh, it's going to be a couple two-mans or, or one-off here and there. Uh, I don't mind uh, a Hartman Johansson duo just because of the price. If you're trying to get in an expensive power play because they're 5900 together, uh, Benino as long as he, as long as he's on the top power play, I, th- I think. Although this isn't a great power play spot, as long as he's there though at 3000, I think you can one off him. I do have some interest a little bit in the defensemen. I like Spurgeon. I like Dumba. Uh, I-, I like Brodine, Um And if you need to even go down, I like Su- like I. Every time we talk about the Wild, I say if you have a lean on one of the four defense when you play them. But I think, you know, I think Spurgeon's my favorite of those four. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com
0: by yeah, um, the 18 plus website for details.
1: Yeah, the Minnesota power play is something interesting to talk about because they did have Benino Rask and Fiala all up on the same power play the last game. Um, And they're aligned. So, you know, even in this bad matchup, any line that's fully correlated on the power play would be of interest to me. But as you said, with Parisi coming back, um, does that line stay together? Does that power play unit stay together? With Zuccarello coming back, you know, same question. So where I would have had some interest in that Benino rask fiala line, if if those guys weren't coming back, I may have actually played them here tonight. But where they're coming back, uh, I'm probably out on them. I think I agree with you. On the fact that i would just one man or two man, I uh, wouldn't full stack anything from Minnesota here. Like c- Colorado is nearly 65 percent expected goal share over the last ten games. Like that's just absolutely insane. Like I can't put into words just how crazy of a bender that is. Yeah, they've been running uh, people, just running them over. Yeah, like, <laughs> the, like even games they lose are like shootouts and overtimes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. Call Like, Colorado just seems to be an absolute juggernaut right now. Minnesota's numbers have fallen. 28, uh, 28th by expected goal share over their last 10 games. So, Colorado, uh, you know, first in the league running away with it. Uh, Minnesota down to 28th with the Dregs. I'm just not super high on the wild here tonight, especially where we don't know uh, what the depth lines are going to be. I think I would actually play like a two-man of Erickson at Kaprazov is what I would do because – If they're going to be matched up a fair amount against Colorado one, that means that they're probably going to get a lot of minutes too, right? And Eriksenak usually gets a lot of minutes. Kaprazov usually gets a lot of minutes anyway. Um, And Colorado's top line of their three lines, they will trade chances more often. Not that they're bad defensively. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. Um, It's just that they are more willing to trade chances, I think, than some of the depth lines. So if I were to stack Minnesota tonight, uh, Ericsson cap is off would probably be uh, my target here, but I think I'd t- I'm just going to be out on Minnesota entirely. Uh, with Colorado, I like you said, I think there's you know, three lines you can go to here, and I think any of them are are in play. Uh, specifically for me, like I think you're right that, that our, our ownership is showing at about 13 percent right now. I imagine that'll, I, I think that feels about right. That, that might come up a little bit, but I think it stays around 15. Like Minnesota still has the veneer of being an elite defensive team um, and Colorado's on the road. So I think people are going to lean more to Toronto at home than Colorado on the road uh, against Minnesota. So I think if you're worried about uh, Toronto ownership and you don't want to get duped and you don't want to you know, worry about having a crazy unique line for your Leafs, then I think just switching over to Colorado one is fine. Um, but if I were to stack uh, from Colorado here, I'd probably stack the second line uh, just because I want to avoid you know, at worst, I think Eriksson at Greenway. I, I, agree with Ka- I agree with you that Kaprazov isn't good defensively, but I think, you know, Eriksson and Greenway should be good enough that they aren't terrible. Um, hopefully, anyway, I guess everybody looks terrible against Colorado, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I don't mind uh, Eriksson at uh, Kaprazov. Um, in that Colorado matchup, and I don't like I don't mind Colorado second line going into the depth uh, from Minnesota, even with Parise and Zuccarello back. Uh, it doesn't scare me all that much on the blue line. Like you said, there are probably four interchangeable guys for Minnesota. But the guy that sticks out to me is Matt Dumba playing nearly 24 minutes over his last five games. And we, we've seen how good he can be in the past. Like he has a track record of being a really good DFS defenseman. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I played him the last late. He was thirty four hundred, and it was just it was just way too cheap. Um, now at you know forty one hundred, the price is still great. Um, he's usually around the high fours, low fives, even sometimes gets close to six. So I mean, just from a price perspective and the time he gets on the ice, I think he's a good play. And then there's the four guys on the abs too. Uh McCar makes the most sense if you're stacking the top line, but you can also put him in with Tays and Girard and Ryan Graves is not he's kind of in that no man's land with Muzzin. Um I think I prefer Muzzin to Graves tonight, but if you if you need the salary and you want to correlate with Colorado, Graves is fine.
1: Yep, I don't mind Graves either. Uh in net, I like Talbot here. Uh not like like him. I don't like any goalie against Colorado, but you know, volume 7300 at home. Don't mind Talbot. What do you think?
2: Yeah, he's the only, he's the cheapest goalie on the slate tonight. So there's always merit. He's going to be low owned. uh, He's going to see the volume. So you hope he gets his shot bonus and maybe uh, not get too greedy and get an overtime loss bonus too. (laughs) So, I mean, that, that could, that could pay off at his price.
1: Yeah. And I don't mind Kevin Fiala as a one-off. He's been playing some heavy minutes, you know, 20, 18, 18, 21 over his last four, 18 shots over those last four games as well. All right. Uh, We have one more game to get to. Before we get to that game, just want to let you guys know that we have a lot of free content up on the site today, as we always do. We usually have free stuff up on the site uh, almost every day. We've been talking about our NHL top stacks. You can check that out if you want, because our NHL top stacks are free today, as are MLB top stacks uh, the NBA Big Board is free, and PGA Pro Plays are free as well. So anybody looking for some free Masters content, we have our PGA Pro Plays up for free, up on Osmo.com for the day. All right, one final show to get to. We've got about five or so minutes to get through it, so lots of time for this one. Uh, and I think everybody's favorite play is in this game. Uh, Arizona, 2.7 implied goal total are going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 2.9 Imply goal total. Um, We don't have goalies just yet. I assume it'll probably be Aiden Hill for the Coyotes because I haven't seen too many positive updates uh, on the Coyotes' goaltenders uh, injury-wise of late. Uh, We never get Kings goalies for now. Um, I'm just going to assume Cal Peterson, but it could be Jonathan Quick. Uh, What do you like here from this game?
2: I know everyone's favorite play is Blake (laughs) Lazat, obviously. Obviously. uh, Michael Bunting. Uh, everyone's new, new toy. He's the shiny new toy coming off a hat trick. He's on power play one with Schmaltz and Garland. That line has been very good ownership reflects that they're going to get the Kopitar matchup, but it, you know, the Kopitar matchup isn't what it was in years past. And if it's not Peterson, if it is quick, like I really like this Arizona top line, I wouldn't go all in on them, but I think, you know, bunting is a cash lock. If you are playing cash, he's 3,200 top power play. Um, the Kings mixed up their lines a little bit, didn't they? The, not the top one. It's, it's Lazat with Carter and Anthony Sioux, right? Yeah, they,
1: we don't know officially like for sure for sure what the lines are going to be, but based on their groupings and jersey colors, it should be uh, Dustin Brown with Kopitar follow as normal, uh, Anthony Siu with uh, Jeff Carter and Blake Lazat, Adrian Kempe with Brendan Lemieux and Wagner, and then Jared Anderson-Dolan with Trevor Moore and Carl Grunstrom.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know why they're doing that. I mean, that really hurts them defensively because it's weird because, like, Velarde and Carter together have been pretty good defensively, strangely enough. Um, So now that they mix up these lines, I think, you know, you can use this Arizona second line, Keller, Dvorak, uh, Phil Kessel. I think, you know, going up against, like, a Lazat-Carter line with Anthony Sioux, like – you can take advantage of them defensively. I think, you know, the, the way they, if that, if this is the case, like they're hurting themselves defensively, that second line is definitely not going to be as high owned as that top line. And, you know, Clayton Keller has been very, very good. Christian Dvorak is always one of my favorite one-offs. He's one of my favorite DFS centers actually. And, you know, Phil Kessel is who he is at this point, but like, he's still viable. He's still usable. He's still good. They fully, fully correlate on the second power play. Um, you know, the Yotes' top power play doesn't play the full two minutes. The second power play does see some time, so I think there's some merit going to the second line. And then on the Kings side, obviously that top line is always in play. Aiden Hill in his last, what, eight games has been surprisingly, like, very, very good. Um, but I still think, you know, it's a four-game slate. You can play some Kings. They're, they're projected for higher ownership than Colorado 1, which is – a bit worrisome but with you know i would imagine there's going to be a good bit of ownership on Aiden hill so i think you can go to that king stop line and then the way their other lines are constructed i don't know if i'd full stack any of them but it wouldn't be a show i mean i'm contractually obligated to mention jeff carter um he's under four thousand now i like him with anything to see you I like that two man that's a good two man it's uh 7200 I'm, I'm really not contractually obligated don't sue me but um yeah, I don't mind that too, man. Like, as bad as they are defensively, they are pretty decent uh, offensively. And that Devorah Keller line with Kessel, as good as they are offensively, <laughs> have limitations defensively. So I think you can do, you can go with them. I like Adrian Kempe as a one-off. He does see that top power play. And as we always talk about the Yotes, for every reason they have the eighth best penalty kill, but they've still been bailed out by goaltending. Like, eventually it's going to turn around. I still think you can put in Kempe as a one-off. I think he's going to be a low-owned guy you can get on power play one. So despite it being a low total, there's a lot to like from this game.
1: Yeah. That's the strange thing I found too, is like, I found some stuff. Like once I started researching this game, there's stuff that I like the Kings, um, lots of power play opportunities. That's something we talk about. I think they're still top five in the league on the season. Um, Arizona is averaging the most power play uh, time on ice per game out of, in, um, out of, out of their last 10 games, like in the league. Um, so there could be a lot of power plays um, on both sides here. Michael Bunting, I just want to mention, mention him uh, very quickly. Like, this isn't just some random guy. Um, he, had, he averaged about three shots per game in the AHL over the last three years, which is a good mark. That's about a mark I look to, uh, you know, for uh, success to translate to the NHL. Um, and, you know, he was over a point per game in the AHL this year. Uh, his P uh NHL-E, which is his expect- uh, expected probability of making the NHL and what his potential is when he gets there. Uh, we have him as at Dobra Hockey as a uh, second-liner. So, like, this isn't a bad player. He's supposed to be a good player. So, um, I'd like that. You're, I But I agree with you and your reasoning on that line. I like Bunting, Garland, and Schmaltz. I think it's a great line. I think it's their best line. But I think they're probably going to be over-owned. We have them as the second-worst leverage spot on the night. We have... Uh, The Garland Schmaltz bunting line coming in at 16% owned. uh, That's pretty high. We have them as the second most owned uh, line on the entire slate. So I'm with you. I'll probably dip down to that Kessel Keller-Dvorak combo. They've been good, not great, but they've been good. And they get way, 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 way better matchups against the depth of the Kings. So I agree with you uh, on both points there. Uh, On the blue line, Alex Goligoski is a guy that's really jumping out to me. Uh, Lots of ice time of late. Got some power play time. I see you nodding your head. Is it Alex Goligoski night?
2: It's always Alex Goligoski. No, no, no. But, like, (laughs) I think people are just going to go, like, just jam Chickren because of the hat trick he had the other night. And, yeah, he's under 6000 Like He had a hat trick and his price came down. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to put him in. But Goligoski, you get $2,200 savings off Chickren. You get the power play time. You get the block shots. You get the minutes. I there is he checks all the boxes for me,
1: yeah. Uh, like that, uh, Chicker and Goligoski, I think, would be our two plays in net. Um, I know we're typically Cal Peterson fans, uh, here uh, on this website. Not sure if I'm going to Cal Peterson here tonight because I'm probably going to be more on Arizona. What about you?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of off the Kings goalies, especially if it is quick. And that's the thing, like, we won't know until 30. and it's not like there's three late games where you have options to swap. So it's like if you have Peterson and it's quick, you have to, like – You have to play quick. You have to play quick, and it's just, it's just not the thing you want to do. Like, it just feels bad. Like, yeah. you just might as well click him in and, you know, lay down and go to sleep. But Aiden Hill, his ownership is really high. And, like, yeah, he's been great recently, but, like – Like we talk about, like goalies are streaky, and if you want to ride that wave, I think it's fine. But eventually, it's going to come back down to earth because he's—I don't know if he's a an NHL starting goalie, but he's—he was obviously their third or fourth goalie for a reason. So, if you if you think the the wave is still going to go, play him. If you think it's going to crash, put in some more kings.
1: Yep, I like that. Uh, I I. Personally, I'm going to bet on the wave still going, so I think I'm going to be playing some Aiden Hill here tonight. All right, uh, before I ask you for your uh, hat trick pick on the evening, I'm going to give my hat trick pick. I didn't think I would ever get to the point where I'd take a hat trick pick going into St. Louis on the road, but I'm going to do it. Jonathan Marcheseau is my hat trick pick for tonight. What do you have, Josh?
2: I have – man, I don't
1: know who I have (laughs) – you could always do what I do and just say Austin Matthews.
2: I was thinking about Matthews, but I'm going to say John Tavares.
1: John Tavares. All right, uh, John Tavares, Jonathan Marchessault uh, are your hat trick picks for the for the night. Before you guys get out of here, if you could, please like and subscribe. It really, really helps this channel. Uh, ding the notification if you want to get notified whenever we hit the air uh josh and i are running it back tomorrow so uh you'll get to see the two of us here in about uh 24 hours time for producer Ty- for producer tyler for josh for myself slim cliffy good luck tonight everybody
0: with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere